episode 44. Do I, do I say welcome? Is that how I normally start these? I don't remember. I'm Mira, welcome. your host. Welcome. Welcome to Beat Me to Sick Bay. Uh, I'm here with Hayes and Mafriz. Greetings. Welcome. We got, it's like we got a second Winton today. This is a second Winton Overwatch. Very, it's just like Winston. season one. Oh, no. Uh, I get it. That's an Overwatch joke. Not a season one of Star Trek, the next generation joke, which also comes up today in this today's episode. Don't worry. We will talk about season one. I'm uh, already I lo- tracing. I love the There's... callback to season one in this episode oh, so God. much. Oh, I know which callback you're talking about. <laughs> the big twist. Yeah, the one to season reveal. one. Yep. The one where you have to fucking be really paying attention to this show to pick up on it. <laughs> the, okay, okay, really? They I, really gave us a, ro- a lot of uh, I had to look up. for it was the watching same all of these episodes. I had to look up that it was actually the same actress. I don't know why they just wouldn't just have her look like Minuet from... This was Minuet. But um, I don't know why it, it, they, it they wouldn't have like her. her. Why, why, does it, why does she not like have the same hair? Why doesn't she just look like Minuet? Because she's not in a freaking jazz club yeah, <laughs> yeah but also She's hanging out with her family you're not gonna recognize her candles. you're not gonna recognize that actress just like that though you're not gonna recognize it because it was from season one no matter what like well yeah. the second he said the it's second such he said a min- deep fucking pull the second he said minuet i know what he was talking about because minuet <laughs> yeah. was a really funny episode Oh okay, yeah, but we you watched the episode within like the last year. Imagine if you had not seen that episode for four years at least. This is why you're not a real Trekkie. <laughs> because I forget season one episodes. I think that's fair, dude. I still don't remember the time travel Mark, episode with Picard. I forget about that episode every single time. A real Trekkie wouldn't distinguish. Now the guy. The other guy who showed up from the past, I recognized him instantly. I said, oh, this motherfucker. Yeah, God he's had a couple it. appearances, Tomalock. Our good friend Tomalock. Man, this where, episode is just full of fucking callbacks it owns. Where, where was the the skirt, uh, the skirt dude? That's what I'm where, asking. Where was the skirt dude? Everyone's favorite Star Trek background character from season one. <laughs> They'll never bring him back. It's really sad. Bring back the man in the skirt. Anyway, we're talking today about Future Imperfect. Um, this is a season four, episode eight, uh, and it's um about pretty Riker. bad. No, it's great. It's fantastic. It's Don't dumb. listen to Hayes. It's, it's great. Dumb, 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 dumb. It's fun. It's, it's, like, it's ah. funny. It, it can't. It can barely even handle like ten minutes of its own gimmick before it's moving on to something else. Yeah, that's why it owns. It's, it's, it has like it's like ten minutes ADD of like establishing going. background stuff in like the in like its gimmick, and then it just immediately throws it all away. It doesn't, it doesn't even uh, stupid. Whatever. Go on. It's like it, know, it's like this thing was written by a child or something. Well, yeah, that's what I really like about it is it it comes together when you think about how stupid it all is. It's like, oh, but this is all just being made up by an alien child, you see. So it's it's okay that it's stupid. It's all very meta. Here's <laughs> here's the thing. I almost don't disagree. It's that stupid whenever it's going over the parts of like, oh, what's happened in, in the intervening time? And where are we? What am I doing? And how do I kind of come to grips with this? None of that really feels like it's meant to be like this sort of immature storybook stuff. It just feels like the opening of an episode until it doesn't, right? Right, whenever mm-hmm. things just fall apart. Yeah, it's a good twist. Stupid. <laughs> oh, I enjoy this episode a lot. Um, I'm sorry that you think it's so stupid, Hayes. I also think it's stupid, and that's why I enjoy it. <laughs> well, sometimes, here, sometimes here's the thing. I think I, I think this is a very similar premise to the Crusher episode we just had, where she's stuck in like, you know orb space um and where you know she's on the ship and something's wrong and she's got to figure out what's wrong and i thought it was i thought it was handled really well and you know the twist wasn't amazing in that one but it made sense mm-hmm. and here it just feels like they're trying to do the same thing with a more popular character and it's a lot but just a lot shakier overall no they're it's- trying to put Riker in the future and say look it's Riker, but he's in the future now yeah, I don't really it doesn't really feel the same to me at all just because this one is so stupid with its twists and turns. And the other one was kind of like uh almost nightmarish and like sci-fi horror a little bit because it's just like what the fuck everybody's disappearing? How do you handle that? 
and um and this Same. episode is just really fucking goofy and i love it i love the goofiness it's more of a nightmare than having a kid that can't even play the fucking trombone dude that is a nightmare you're right though like you show up you you're told you have amnesia and don't remember the last 16 years of your life and then you just go home and suddenly you have a child you have a teenage child whoops yeah it's a little bit of a shock i love how pissed he gets about that too why didn't you warn me and she's just like ah oh, dr crusher thought i would spark your memories and it's like no that's bullshit then, dr. You know, the thing that- dr crusher thought this would be a good twist for the episode <laughs> <laughs> to be fair that does sound like a crusher thing to do yeah yeah uh you know the thing that really sells this episode for me is is just uh frank's performance is so good at just being like incredulous and pissed off throughout all of it yeah yeah it's very believable all right let's uh let's fucking get in oh how have you guys been by the way over the last week or four days or however long it's been since we last recorded a podcast i've been doing pretty well obviously not much else to report because like you said i believe you last recorded wednesday and it is now monday so it's about five days yeah, it's uh, about a week. That's a business week. That's some ramen today. That's about it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, I was uh, I was watching TV. Yeah. I I was playing Dwarf Fortress. I'm looking forward to the new Fire Emblem game that's being released on Friday. It looks pretty stupid, but in a way I might like. Uh, the main character has Colgate hair, and that's very mm-hmm. funny. Yeah, he's the toothpaste mm-hmm. toothpaste chan. Toothpaste man. Um <laughs> Yeah, but it the it, honestly that game looks like compared to three houses, just purely on a visual level, it's so much cleaner and it and I've recently learned that actually it's running on Unity, not like the weird uh like Muso engine that Omega Force has. So oh, that's, that's my, fucked up. That, that's that's why that game looks a million times better it's um, fucked up that they would make it a real video game instead of like the tack together shit that three houses was <laughs> yeah we, we made it a muso game but we took all the muso parts out <laughs> um but yeah no i am really interested in trying that game out if it has a good story you know what great if it's really really terrible like fates that's why they put in the start button to skip all the text yeah, if the story's actually good, let me know and I might play it. Because I, I think I realized that I don't really give a shit about Fire Emblem gameplay. I just uh, really enjoyed the story of Three Houses. That's it's a crazy just, it's a crazy reason to enjoy Fire Emblem because the stories aren't that good. I just well, that's what I'm that's kits. that's what I'm saying though. You know what I mean? If the story is some of them are good, apparently I should play you, the ones that are good. You would like um, you should play Fire Emblem Nine and Ten, the uh, GameCube one or the GameCube and the Wii ones. Yeah, I've heard. Uh, what is it? Path of Path of Radiance and Radiance. Path of Radiance is really good, right? Yeah. Yeah. I was enjoying the story in Fire Emblem Seven, and just not enough to actually play the fucking game. Okay, this is not a Fire Emblem podcast. This is a Star Trek: The Next Generation podcast. Or yeah? is it? Or is it? This might be the <gasps> twist. This is the where we reveal it's actually been a Fire Emblem podcast this entire time. But not really. No, we're going to talk about this episode. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this episode first aired. This is a uh, Future Imperfect again. First aired on November twelfth, nineteen ninety was written by J. Larry Carroll and David Bennett Karen, directed by Les Landau, and the in-universe date is 44286.5, so year 2367, except for the bits where it's actually 16 years in the future. Now, uh, in this episode, um, Riker uh, finds himself in the future. He's lost 16 years of memory. But as we uh, have already discussed, there's a lot of um, stupid twists and turns. And he's apparently he's a captain of a ship now but he still gets fucking told what to do by by picard so who can say because well, really? picard's an admiral see he still outranks him where's all the scenes where picard's getting fucking bitched at by admirals that's what i'm asking that's actually what i'm asking oh uh, there's uh yeah there's been a few of those yeah that was mostly also season one i feel like we haven't had that was, admirals that, that on was the like ship. one season and i feel like one of the, wasn't one of those like fucking contagion or uh Some of, sometimes they tell him that there's a conspiracy conspiracy that yeah mm-hmm. and, and conspiracy yeah. basically isn't a star trek episode so that doesn't count after conspiracy the admirals all just decided to leave him alone they're like man this guy's gonna blow our heads off we just should just let him be 
I've never really thought about that, but we really do barely ever see contact with admirals ever. That is that is one thing I kind of miss from season one. Um, is that like you don't see like it's and this is much to the show's benefit. It's less about like structure and more about characters, but you don't really see that structure anymore, which I do kind of miss. Well, we did we did see some admirals in the Borg episodes. Remember, at least one admiral was there. Oh, yeah, it was kind true. of a big deal. The Borg, the Borg thing was kind up. of a big. Yeah, that admiral fucking died. Yeah, he got owned. Yeah, a lot of admirals. Wasn't cool That's why we haven't guard. seen any admirals lately. Is because they all fucking died fighting the Borg. <laughs> <laughs> It's tragic, really. Probably they, they did talk about how they had to rebuild like all of Starfleet after that. They're like, yeah, after a year, we'll probably have this all back together again. <laughs> this, is all, and this is after conspiracy, but they already had to do that one time. <laughs> yeah, how many freaking... Like, I wouldn't want to be a Starfleet Admiral. It sounds like a really dangerous <laughs> profession. <Yeah>. Not admirable <laughs> at all. Starfleet, well... Starfleet, maybe not the best organization ever. All the fucking high-ranking officers keep fucking dying. <laughs> yeah... You know, I would I would simply not be um, possessed by an alien or killed by a Borg or whatever. Why was the Admiral out there fighting the Borg anyway? That's stupid. He's an idiot. OK, let's I don't know. You could you, you could ask me why they meant why the second in command on his birthday was made to go onto a planet made of gas. <laughs> I love the part. Because <laughs> why did they send him down there? Because he's the biggest guy. Because they, they don't have any Not even the biggest guy. Worf okay, was there too. See, they <laughs> yeah. had the two biggest guys. Okay. And Jordy. The two biggest Jordy. guys were there. And also Jordy. Um, so the Enterprise is doing a security survey near the neutral zone. Uh, but the mission has been quiet and uneventful so far. And we, we cut to uh, Riker is badly playing the trombone for his friends. It's his birthday party. And <laughs> they're like why making fun of make, him. Why is he on his birthday? He's decided to play but he does it out of key it's very embarrassing and troy tells him that you know some things improve with age so maybe we can hope trombone playing is one of them and they're like ah, ha, 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 ho, ho, ho. and dr crusher tells him it's time to blow out the candles on his cake so he does that and troy asks him what he wished for which you're not supposed to ask someone what they wished for that doesn't come true then maybe Let's she didn't want it to come true doesn't fucking know these human customs dude she's half humans bullshit anyway uh, he just like this is a really great frank's performance because it's super candid and he just like laughs and he chuckles and he says uh music lessons like you hey. want to laugh along with them it's a good it's a good bit he does a good job anyway on the on the bridge bakard very seriously with a very straight face steps out of his ready room and he says mr data we must hurry or we'll miss commander riker's party <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's like three people left on the bridge and two of them are randos and it's just data here. Like, yes. Oh, we better go. We it's don't need just... anyone to run this ship. There's there's guys. There's some there's, guys here. There's important things like parties. Yeah. Hey, they're just gonna show up for five minutes to the party and then go back to the bridge, man. They gotta they gotta hurry. Aww. But they're they're interrupted before they can get to the turbo lift by some uh, officer extra who looks like he's a fucking uh, he looked like he was cast to play a Vulcan, but they didn't have the budget to put the Vulcan makeup on him. Did you guys notice that? His eyes are so like Vulcan shaped. I did not I don't notice this. Know what that means, but okay. I, you you rewatch it and you'll see what I'm talking about. But anyway, he tells them that they are they're getting some strange readings, and Data looks at it and says that they're being probed from the third planet of the system. It's supposed to be uninhabited, but uh, they're getting probed from it. So Picard hails Riker while he, while he's eating some cake. And says, uh, hey, we need to take you away from your birthday party so you can go down to the fart planet. Why did Aww. they make... Okay, okay. <laughs> why did they make him go down to the fart planet? <laughs> because he, who's there, there might be Romulans down there. They He's sent like, him he... down there for... Okay, go on, I'm sorry. We're not getting, I'm getting ahead of myself. <laughs> but uh, he said, hey, we need to get an away team. So Riker just points at Jordy and Worf and they just all leave. <laughs> and uh, Very briefly on the bridge, they discuss... Technically, the planet is a uh, class M. It should be habitable to life, but it, it isn't. There's nobody fucking living down there. It sucks down there. Um, and uh, uh, this is where we get to say, hey, how come we didn't bring spacesuits on this mission again? <laughs> Anyone know? <laughs> nobody, hey, nobody knows. Hey, this 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 planet is barely hospitable to human life. Data, stay on the ship. 
<laughs> Dana, you stay here. We're gonna take the breathing people down down to the planet. <laughs> um, but the the probe came from a cavern under the planet's surface. They're like, oh, it could be a Romulan base. We gotta go check it out. So they beam down. Very nice map painting. I love this map painting that they beamed down into. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's great great planet. Lots of and, uh, rocks and big spikes. Yeah, and so Jordy's looking at his tricorder and he detects that the planet is full of farts. Oh. No, he lists a, yeah he lists a bunch of like gases that are <laughs> in the surface and it just sounds like is it and, and Riker's like is it dangerous and he's just like that's nah, real stinky though <laughs> i wrote down in my notes this place sounds like it's smelly <laughs> it sounds super <laughs> smelly why, why did they not send down like a probe or something i don't fucking know dude it's so Probes stupid don't know how to go indoors <sighs> it like at bare minimum Please put on a fucking spacesuit. They don't own any gas planet. I know why. Why don't they, they have, own any? Actually, they have no, that's magic, not true. In the Die Hard episode, they but, they had a spacesuit. They have magic breathing things that they stick to your head. They don't use those either. Ah, <laughs> uh, so um, the signals start fluctuating, like the energy signals on the planet. And Picard um, also detects this on the on the Enterprise and wants them beamed back up. Beamed back up. They, they, uh, they, they, this happens, by the way. They go down. Jordy's like, "Yo, this is like covered in gas. We can't be here." Then Picard chimes in, and is like, "Hey, y'all should get off there. You're gonna die there." This happens in the span of like forty seconds. Yeah, Why didn't you send them there? Yeah, and then and then Jordy's like, "Yeah, it'll be fine. Don't worry about it." Well, and Jordy's like, we should get out of here. There's a large buildup of methane gas happening nearby. And so um, the transporter tech is like having trouble getting a lock on them, though. And so it's you ve- see very all- embarrassing, oh- very embarrassing. O'Brien would never. O'Brien would never. I was thinking to myself, where the hell is O'Brien when you need him? You know, he would get them <laughs> out of there right away. There would be no problem. Yeah. This whole episode wouldn't have even happened if O'Brien had been on That's TV. what I'm That's saying. Right. That's right. <laughs> um. But the three of them start choking on the on the fart gas and and uh, fall over. And Riker awakens in sick bay. And uh, he sees Doctor Crusher, who has her hair up weirdly in a bun with a gray streak. And she's like, "Will you remember me? That's good. What else do you remember, Captain?" And he looks around into a very conveniently placed mirror and sees like gray in his hair and gray in his beard. He's like, "What?" Oh my like, god. I didn't even see it at first. And so I just saw like the dun dun dun. And I was like, oh, is there supposed to be something different? Oh, I guess he has a little gray streak. Okay, I guess that's all we're going to do. They put a little bit of aging makeup on him too, but it's not really noticeable. This, this is like an yeah. HD too. If you're watching like on an old CRT in the fucking like early 90s, you're not going to see shit. Well, I think I, this was like an intentional thing that they talked about here. They're like, well, they're not that much older. They're like in their forties. We don't have to do very much. Sixteen We're just years. Do a little bit. We're just gonna do a little bit. It's yeah, six... people don't age that fast, Hayes. I mean, I don't look that different than I look sixteen kidding? years ago. Yeah, I don't look that different than I look sixteen years ago. I'm gonna say it. I look. I look good. Fuck you. I look real. <laughs> I look really different. I was a baby. No, you. No, you weren't. weren't. You're not seventeen, Hayes. You wish. That no, no. I was thirteen, <laughs> sixteen years ago. No, if you said you were a baby, you would be 17 now because you would have been one 16 years ago. Mm-hmm. You see? So, and you are not. Yeah, and I, I'm lying too. I, I also looked way different 16 years ago because 16 years is a fucking long time. But they should have done the aging makeup that they did in season two in that episode. Um, Pulaski got really old. What was that episode? That's what they should have uh, done. Old Pulaski. Yeah, I don't remember the name of the episode either. I think it was Old Pulaski. The one where O'Brien was a wizard and saved the day. That's Back all to of O'Brien. them. Not this one. <laughs> all of them when he gets paid. So Dr. Crusher explains to the confused Riker that uh, it's 16 years in the future. He's been infected. He had been infected with um, an encephalitis virus that uh, can remain dormant for years, but it suddenly became active 10 days ago. Uh, he was in a coma and his fever finally broke, but uh, he's got amnesia now. Whoopsie. So he's been captain of the Enterprise for the last nine years, he finds. And uh, he wants to know how to get his memory back. And Dr. Crusher's like, well, we can try uh, exposing you to familiar sights and sounds. And sometimes that'll jog your memories. And he's like, great, let's get going right now. And she's just like, hang on. Uh, usually this virus is a uh, permanent damage and you may never get your memory back. And he's just like, what? One one downside of how confident all Starfleet employees are in like, you know, their technology 
is that Riker wakes up thinking maybe it's 16 years later and he just lost his memory. And he just like with like almost zero abandon. He's just like, okay, catch me up. Yeah, just fix me. Just fix me. <laughs> I, I would also demand to be fixed. Like, seriously, I think if that happened, like, in our normal reality, if I woke up 16 years with no memory, I'd be like, okay, how do I get my memory back now? You uh, I, you can just plug it back in, right? Yeah, but this is Star Trek, the, the world of Star Trek, where all, there are all these funny memory things you can do to people. They've erased people's memories. They, they've done this. He's watched this happen. It's easier to erase something than it is to remake it. Mm-hmm. That's the lesson of this episode. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> no, the, 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 the lesson it, of like... this episode in the last memory episode is that there are aliens with really dumb fingers that exist. Was it season one or season two where uh, two. Picard has a headache, and oh. um, Picard has a headache, and and the Crusher's like, "Well, we've mapped the human brain entirely, so headaches are extinct now." It's got to be season one, and I'll tell you why. It's because his headache was caused by the Ferengi with the big orb. Yeah, yes. I couldn't remember if that was a season one or a season two episode. <laughs> they have perfectly mapped gotta the be. human brain. Gotta be. It's gotta be season one. That was definitely uh, season one. Because Crusher was in it. Oh, yeah, you're right. Damn, you're right. You're right. It's That's the trick. Fair. I just thought of that. Anytime Crusher gets to exist without beating a Crusher episode. Well, she just didn't exist in season two, you see. And or season three, arguably. Well, hey. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so the two uh the two head out to the turbo lift and Dr. Crusher uh tells it to take them to deck eight where Riker's quarters are, but he belays that. He wants to go to the main bridge instead. He says that's where his life is, that's where his memories live. Uh, but the computer asks him to repeat this order, and he's just like, what What the hell? I said, go to the main bridge. And so he looks to Crusher for some explanation, and she just rapidly explains, like, oh, the computer's been slow all morning, and Jordy's running a level one diagnostic on the attenuator. It's uh, He's trying to address it. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Don't worry. Uh, so they, okay. arrive at the, uh, they arrive at the main bridge, and Jordy has eyes! What? He always he had eyes. Yeah, but he just has normal eyes. He's, he doesn't even have robot eyes. He just looks like uh, LeVar Burton. Yeah, he's just LeVar Burton. And, and Riker says, hey, you're just LeVar Burton. And he's like, what? I had got rid of the visor a long time ago. What are you talking about? And he's like, oh, no, you don't remember. Um, And then uh, we see Worf at Data's post at, at Khan. And this is actually a, big... this is a small thing, but I really like that in the subtitles. Advisor is in all caps because it's apparently a name for something. Yeah, it's an acronym. Yeah, they they said it in season one, but I don't remember what it was. It's probably really good. It's visual something. Vapor wave. Yeah, it doesn't. It is supposed to be an acronym, but who fucking knows what it's visual visual instrument and sensory organ replacement. Yeah, that's That's it. Yeah, like scuba. Scuba's an acronym. Remember. It is a it is an acronym. Mm-hmm. Laser's an acronym. Laser's an acronym. For what? Nobody remembers. Of course I remember <laughs> what <laughs> it is. Laser amplification. Light amplification by stimulated emission of radiation. Someone was re- trying really, really hard to fit that in the laser. <laughs> <laughs> it might as well not be an acronym at this point, because everybody knows what a laser is, but nobody knows laser. what it fucking stands for. Uh, so they um they uh, see Worf uh, Worf at Data's post. He's got a big scar on his face, and next to him is a Ferengi helmsman. Can you believe that a Ferengi in Starfleet? That's crazy. That was the coolest part of this episode, frankly. If you ask me, oh, it, it would it would take at least sixteen years in the future for that to happen. I would say That's true. Uh, but anyway, Data's his first officer. He's like, oh, Data, you're my first officer, and he's like, yep, I sure am. Uh, but a Romulan warboard uncloaks in front of them, and they're like, oh, no. Well, Riker's I, I, like, oh. I, actually, you missed the most genuine part of this whole fantasy, which mm. was uh, Riker going by, like, going like, oh, hey, Worf. Worf just turns around with a massive fucking scar on his head and <laughs> turns back. I mentioned the scar on his face. Oh, I thought this was right now, whenever. Okay. Yeah, but uh, he, doesn't, he doesn't say anything or do anything. He's like, yeah, hi. Hi, I'm Worf. You are. That's me. I'm- which is a very Worf thing to do. It was very Worf, yeah. I mean, it's believable. Worf's just Worf here with a big scar on his face. Uh, Worf also has the best line in this episode much later, which we'll we'll say. Um, 
And I'm just excited thinking about it because it made me laugh. Okay. Uh, anyway, a Romulan warbird uncloaks in front of them. And so Riker calls for shields up and a red alert. And everybody just kind of looks at him confused. They're like, uh, we were expecting the Decius. And he's like, oh, okay then. But they get hailed by the, the Decius, the warbird. And, uh, and Data says that the Admiral wishes to speak to him. So the screen reveals Picard and Troy. Yay. The... And you can tell Picard is older because he has a beard now. Hair is longer. Is is it? Yeah, he's got a little bald guy mullet. And uh, Tro- Troy has a little gray streak. That's it. That's the, the thing is everybody's yeah. older just by putting a gray streak in their hair. That's just, the only thing they're really yeah, fucking doing here. One gray streak. Everyone gets one. Can, yeah. Everyone gets the same one. Can, can I uh, say I thought that Troy looked way better with a real uniform and also her hair done up like that. Well, good news, Hayes. They will do that to her uh, in a couple seasons, for real. For real. I'm glad. I'm glad. Yeah. She looks a million times better. By season six, they let her wear a real uniform, and it owns. That's good. It's so dumb. They just... What? This actually makes me ask more questions. Why the fuck doesn't she just have a normal uniform? She has one. (laughs) She just doesn't wear it. She doesn't like it. Okay. All right. She has to show all her cleavage. That's why. That's the only that's reason. Not, that's not the reason. That can't be the reason. <laughs> that is literally can't the reason. First of all, why would Picard allow this? Why would he not? Uh, you know why? Would he why. not make Troy wear? Uh, okay. Because he wants to see it. All right. <laughs> I don't think he's making her. She wants. This is her choice. Like if you're looking uh, from a from a story perspective, from an in-universe perspective, I'm sure that she wears those outfits because they're less intimidating than an officer's uniform, and so she wants to be more like open and welcoming to people if you use something like that but right. you know the actual reason is just because gene roddenberry wanted to show her cleavage like that is the reason i know i yeah know. you know that's the reason like <laughs> and it sucks <laughs> but there it is isn't he dead by now i think he's dying i don't think he's fully dead okay could be dead we can hope i think he's pretty much out of control of the show at, entirely at this point though yeah mm-hmm. Uh, so um, they uh, briefly speak, but Picard says, oh, we'll talk more in person. Like, right, like Picard just cuts him off right away. And uh, Riker and Crusher go to greet them at the transporter pad. Um, and when they, they beam over, they tell Picard and Troy that Riker has lost his 16 years of memory. So uh, they're, they're talking about it in the observation lounge. They meet in the observation lounge. And the scene opens with Picard saying that it is uh, it's fact or fiction beyond belief. What? He doesn't say the fact or fiction part. He just says he beyond belief. He should. That show didn't exist yet, but he should. Uh, but he's like, oh, man, the timing really sucks on this because we're on the verge of signing a treaty with the Romulan Empire. And um, and Riker's like, well, I definitely can't have any part of that. And Picard's like, oh, no, I think you'll probably still be fine. Like you were you were instrumental to this treaty coming about. And you know this stuff better than anybody. You're a better negotiator. And Riker's like, are you fucking insane? I lost 16 years of memory. I'm not fit to resume my command of this ship. And Picard's like, ah, you're fine. It's going to be fine. I've done this lots of times. (laughs) What's the worst that could happen? And he's just like... I don't even remember what he tells him. He's just like, oh, we're just going to sit down and talk with them. We're going to reveal the locations of outposts. And it's, it's fine. Don't worry about it. Um, but, Troy, uh, 18, but that one's really important. That's uh, 23. That was the important one. Hayes. Wow. I'm sorry. You're right. I'm sorry. Nope. I'm just thinking about Android 18. <laughs> You're always thinking about Android 18. Who isn't? <laughs> so Troy finally uh, takes Riker back to his quarters and asks him uh, if there's anything familiar. And he kind of he's looking around. But but they're startled by uh, a kid playing hot cross buns on the trombone super badly. And he lifts his uh, trombone down and he's just like, hi, dad. And Riker's like, oh, oh my God. Bah, bah, bah. Exactly like that. So we come back from a commercial break and the kid is just like casually asking Riker for homework help. He's like, yeah, the teacher was asking about uh, when the Enterprise saved the colony at Friar And uh, I didn't remember the date. But if you tell me what it is, I can remember it. And I like that. Just- I like that at least like 10 minutes must have like passed by this point because he's done playing trombone and he's like going around <laughs> the apartment. Was Bacar, has Riker just been like standing there agape the entire time? <laughs> yeah, just yeah. like John, like <laughs> I have a kid. Uh, but the, 
the kid finally walks up to him and he's like, you don't remember me, do you? And uh, and Troy is like, John Luke, I need to talk to your dad alone. And it's like, oh, his name's John Luke. You named him after Picard. That's so cute. Oh, you named him after some other John Luke, actually. Mm. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> you should have named him Q. <laughs> No, no, that wouldn't. That would just make Q show up, and that nobody wants that. We hate Q. <laughs> we I'm, don't. I'm the, the viewing little, audience. You can't see the face I'm making when I say that. The viewing audience <laughs> uh, does not hate Q, but the people on the Enterprise they do not want to see him. But uh, they sit down and talk, and the look, the fucking look, the daggers that Riker shoots at Troy, like, why did you not warn me about the fact that I have a child? And she's just sighs, and she's like, yeah, I really hoped that meeting him like this would have some impact on you. And, and he's just like, you're fucking kidding me. But he gets a kick out of the fact that he named him John Luke. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and Troy's like, oh, he's, yeah, he's a great kid. And Riker just goes, who's his mother? And Troy's like, oh, I'm, she uh, she died in a shuttle accident two years ago. And they're like, damn, dude, this kid's got it rough. And uh, he asks what she was like. And, and she's like, Min was beautiful, of course. And she was uh, strong, intelligent, patient. And, and he's like, well, she she was married to me. She'd have to be patient. But up, up, up. <laughs> we got lots of laughs this episode. That's uh, that true. <laughs> I don't know. He seems like a normal guy to me. I I think you'd have to be really patient to be married to him. He seems like an asshole, honestly. I wouldn't want to be married to him. How the fuck? He's... Why, why the fuck would Riker just believe a shuttle accident happened? That never happens. Remember when Data mm. died in a shuttle accident? That's what I'm saying. He didn't, he didn't though, but he could have. <laughs> they thought he happened. did. <laughs> I. I mean, I guess the fact that they both a thought he might have died of that, and b immediately replaced him with Worf. I guess that does happen pretty often. Oh, another ship, another shuttle blow up. Sorry, Data. It happens. Space is a dangerous place. Gotta watch Space out is... for those tar monsters. Yeah. That's not a shuttle. Well, the shuttle was involved. Remember? The shuttle was involved. You're totally right. Troy was trapped in a shuttle with the tar. I guess I guess at the end of the day that was a shuttle accident. <laughs> Kinda. The accident that one guy was that almost they made died. the episode. And... I loved it. It was a great episode. I'll stand by it. Will you? It was it was an episode. Um but uh <laughs> Troy explains that uh she was great, she was a perfect captain's wife. She had taken over as ship's counselor after Troy left and and uh, that makes Riker go, yeah, I can't believe you leave the Enterprise. And and she's like, well, when uh, Admiral Picard became an admiral, he offered me this great job at Starfleet Command, and I just had to go with him. Uh, but Troy urges Riker to spend some time with his son because uh, he says he needs you. And uh, he, it might help Riker to find part of what he's lost. And so she leaves and Riker goes over to uh, hang out with his horrible trombone playing son. The trombone well, playing is horrible. The, the son is. <laughs> Why you really hate this kid? Damn. <laughs> no, the kid is fine. It's his trombone that needs work. So uh, he. I heard the order of adjectives. Listen, it was my early day. Okay, <laughs> I haven't got much sleep. So uh, they bond over playing the trombone badly. Riker tries to give him a little bit lesson, and uh, he starts playing that tune he was playing on his birthday, and fucks it up again. And he just goes, "After sixteen years, you'd think I would have got that note down." And his kid's like, you always make that mistake, dad. Ha ha. And so he keeps practicing his trombone and, and uh, Riker walks over real fast to catch up on his life by getting a summary of a service record from the computer. But the computer's still having issues. And he's like, ah, damn it. What the hell? So John Luke comes up and he's like, dad, what's going on? Oh, uh, is that what the report you wanted? Because it pulls up late, I guess. Um, he's just like, oh, OK, that's weird. Uh, but uh the actual Jean-Luc, Jean-Luc Picard, hails him and says it's time to meet the ambassador. So they uh, go to the transporter room and guess who the ambassador is? Who is it? It's Tomalak! Ooh. Okay, I'm... so I, I remembered a few things from this episode. Tomalak was not one of them. I so remembered him. Up in, um, do you remember when that episode where Jordy made a Romulan friend on that planet where they were both stranded together? They didn't trust each other, but eventually they, they started working together. You remember that? Ace is gone. Uh, sorry, I didn't realize this. Uh, 
I do remember that. I just don't remember. T- oh, was he the guy where he was like, Picard, I want to bring my men home. Yeah. Yes. And, and Picard's just like, fuck off. Stay on your side. We're not going to give you him back. We- yeah. And then there was another episode where they dealt with Tomalak too, but I don't remember what that one was. I just remember Tomalak shows up twice. Oh, there was, was another episode. Was there when there was a defector, he's like, ah, ha, ha. I gave the defector all the oh, wrong yeah. information. That I, was in that episode. I didn't remember that was him from there, too. OK, all right. Yeah, they really tried to make Tomalak a recurring character, but he was just so forgettable. It didn't work. He was just, you know, there's a couple of characters where like they, they have names, but they're essentially just generic Vulcan dude who shows up on the screen sometimes. He's a Romulan, not a Vulcan. Psh, come on now. Pretend that's a Romulan. Okay, I'm pretending. Uh, so they um they take Tomalak to the bridge and he's just like, man, it's I'm the first Romulan who's ever walked across a Starfleet ship like this. This is really cool. And Riker's just giving him squinty eyes, like really suspicious. And uh, they get to the bridge and he's like looking around going, wow, that's your tactical post, huh? Weird thing to say. It's a weird thing to point out. But uh, hey, Romulans are into that kind of thing. So so Riker's like, hey, I need to talk to Picard and Troy alone. Can you, uh, Data, can you show him the bridge to finish this tour? And Data's like, absolutely. And they start to do a little tour of the Enterprise bridge, which is cute. Uh, But he takes um, takes them into the ready room and he's like, do you guys really trust Tomalak? Remember when he wanted to bring home a piece of uh, the Hall of the Enterprise as a war trophy? Remember that? And they're like, ah, that was in the past. It was so long ago. It's fine. And he's he's like, but if we uh, we do this treaty, we're going to be revealing to the Romulans the position of Outpost 23, which is like the key to our our security, our our defenses in the neutral zone. And Picard's like, oh, well, your information is super out of date. Outpost 23 is no longer of any strategic importance. Um, but their meeting is interrupted by Dr. Crusher uh, hailing Riker and informing him that his son has been injured and he needs to go to sickbay right away. Oh, no. So are you all ready for another season one fucking callback here? So I was about to say, this is the real season one reference right here. <laughs> it's fucking Owen so Parisi Square. He even has the outfit. He even He's has the blue fucking jumpsuit. Got a kid sized one. Yeah. <laughs> Someday I, they're going to have to explain believe. to us what this fucking game is. There, there have I, to be tens of people that recognize not only the name, but the <laughs> outfit. But they still did I it. Thought, so when you said it was a season one reference, I thought you were going to say, oh, we just made a bullshit cliffhanger that is going to come back and be nothing. And they no. did. Well, no, they didn't. What, what bullshit cliffhanger? What are you talking about? It was not worth going to a sick bay. He was fine. There was oh, he no. Was fine. Oh, no. That, well, th- this is like such a weird aside. This is also the somehow the spark that sets off all like you know everything crumbling down is the stupid injury from Precy Square. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I mean the the thing is that like he gets called to sick bay because he's starting to get suspicious about things that are happening elsewhere. So the part of the simulation is like. Like, oh shit, we gotta distract him. Uh uh Selim's son broke his arm. <laughs> <laughs> but I love that he he's like immediately starts yelling at John Luke. He's like, You should not be playing Parisi Squares. You're too young. You could break your neck. I need to know what this game is. How can you break your neck playing this fucking game? What is this game? Uh, well, knowing their other games, the squares are probably up in the air flying around. Oh, probably. You're probably right. Off. That's probably exactly what it is. You probably have to like jump from square to square. Um, so Crusher pulls him aside and he's like, well, how old were you when you first started playing Parisi Square as well? And he's like, all right, I was probably younger than he was. But for all uh, for all purposes, this is my first day as a father and he almost kills himself. And Dr. Crusher's just like, you're being stupid. You should be a better father. <laughs> Basically. Stop it asking doesn't... so many questions, idiot. <laughs> so Riker uh, begins to take him back to their quarters, but they pause in the turbo lift to have a little talk where Riker's like, you know, I'm really sorry for all of this. And he's like, no, dad, it's okay. I understand. And he's like, no, it's not okay. He's like, when I was your age, my father wasn't there for me. And I always worried. I was always afraid that if I had a kid, I would be a bad father and I wouldn't be there for them too. And he's like, well, you were afraid of something, dad. Wow. Ha ha. He's like, no. It's little moments like this where I wish they kind of stuck with like this setting a bit longer. 
and kind of built it out more and rather than there being like a double twist that doesn't really doesn't go anywhere yeah this is a nice little scene where they have a good moment and Riker's like I guess I must have gotten over my fears because you're here now too and and he says uh you know if if I've forgotten all our old memories we'll just have to make new ones and he tells him like I had this great fishing program on the holodeck if it's still there and he's like oh yeah we've gone there lots of times and he starts telling them, like, we used to take mom there, too. And there was a time where I fell in the creek and she fell in the creek. And you had to try to pull us both out of the creek. And Riker's like, I don't really want to remember that one. <laughs> but uh, she, he's like uh, talking about how his mom loved it. And they used to just go uh, take picnics there. And, and he's like, what kind of woman was your mom? And he's just like, oh, sh she was great. And he gets real sad and he goes to change. <laughs> Which was just was a sad moment. Mm. Uh, but but as he's gone, Riker pulls up a family video on the computer uh, and he gets this video of of John Luke sneaking up behind him and in, in like a mime mask, which is genuinely kind of scary, dude. Dude, I don't want this. I don't want to see this in my house. This is no. like this is exactly how um, Scream started. <laughs> yeah, I don't like it. Um, fuck. What was that one horror movie? Uh, Freddy's oh, I, love that. I love that horror movie. The po Poughkeepsie tapes or something like that. You guys, you know what I'm talking about? Oh, I, I can't remember the name thumbs. of it. Yeah, I really like I do that sometimes. Pokemon, uh, the first movie. Anyway, the point is the mind mask is scary and I don't like it. Pokemon, but, uh, the streamer? but he's he's watching a cute home video of uh, him roughhousing with his son after he pulls off the mind mask. And then he asks for a um, a visual record of his dead wife, but the computer just gives him another error. And so he's like, ah, damn it. But John Luke comes up and he's like, oh, I, I know there's pictures in there. Did you give it a specific star date? And so he calls up a record for him by uh, with more specific details. And this birthday video comes up and we see um, we see little John Luke and Will hanging out. And there's a cake and uh, and then his deceased wife comes up uh, and then uh, we're looking at her and. Uh, Fucking, it's Minuet from season one, the holodeck woman. What? Remember, remember from the Biner episode. Remember, Riker does. Riker fucking remembers. Riker remembers better. Well, I mean, the entire reveal is that he's never stopped thinking about her, and we can clearly see that's the case here. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> yeah, he's just like, what the fuck? That's Minuet, and so, so he immediately. Who do you think he currently has on his little hologram uh, tabletop thing? <laughs> First of didn't all, she disappeared I'm, though, didn't she? I'm, I'm uh, glad no, she disappeared, that, uh, but he's like, Computer, remake Minuet. <laughs> I'm glad that it's, in the it's, future, it's not, it doesn't even, have Minuet's uh, personality, but he probably just has her on table. Somewhere. Even when there's a guy who is the captain of the ship, he still has to be told how to use the computer by his kid. Yeah, that's accurate for any um, any workplace in the universe ever. And also, they sure love carrying birthday cakes into a room on this show. They love it. Uh, the other one, they thing. didn't carry the cake to Riker. They made Riker come to the cake. Mm. Remember? It's true. They're like, come over here and blow out your candles. Maybe they wanted <laughs> to carry they, it, but it was too big. I think they were both purple cakes, though, which is kind of interesting. Well, it's probably because like the whole premise of this and the reason we're also getting all these stupid references to season one is because they're supposed to be scanning his memory. Right. So they just like recreate the birthday cake that he had a few hours ago. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what they should have done, they should have looked at season two, but there was already an episode of creating things from Riker's memories. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, What's very sad about this episode is that it, the writers like clearly did go to a lot of effort to try to do this gimmick and it doesn't fucking make a difference to the viewing audience. Like the stuff can just go right out of your head. It doesn't matter. But they really like were reaching for these references. Fucking Parisi you know, squares. I, I think they, they take some pride. Like I'm sure they were watching the old tapes of season one. They're taking notes on what stuff could they like pull back on, pull back from. So I, I respect yeah. it. And it's better inspiration than just like coming up with like random stuff, I'm sure. Well, yeah, it is it's like something we can talk about now and go like, yeah, fuck yeah, Preezy Squares. Uh but but Minuet though, he sees Minuet and he immediately. Actually, knows actually, something. I, I I have to ask. I have to ask something about future Star Trek. Do yes. we ever get to see Parisi Squares? No, we don't. We don't I think this is the only other time they mention Parisi Squares. 
It's bullshit. Yeah, I, I want to see the squares. I need Where to know what they? this game is about. <sighs> but um, he immediately becomes hostile towards John Luke, but he gets called away to the bridge. So he arrives at the bridge, and this is this is the good the good reveal scene because he arrives at the bridge and he asks Jordy what the problem is, and Jordy is immediately just like, ah, it's not really a big deal, but the warp engines are offline because the antimatter containment is fluctuating. Which, first of all, that's always a big deal. Kind of bad. <laughs> that's always a big deal. But um, he's like, we're, we're on the edge of the neutral zone, and we don't have warp capabilities, so you think that's a big deal? And and Jordy's like, oh no, I'll get it fixed soon. I'll be back in no time. And he's just like, just like you've been addressing a process, that processing attenuator. And Jordy gets mad and he's like, I've been running a level one diagnostic. Right? He's like, for 30 hours? This should take you four. Like, you've never been this incompetent. <laughs> and this is, a, this is the best exchange in the entire episode. He goes over to Worf and he asks Worf how he got that scar. Oh, and just like in Batman. Just like in the Batman. And Worf just says, in combat. <laughs> To be fair, that is what he would say. <laughs> no, he would probably give a more detailed answer than that. Uh, but Riker's as, as far like, as to you, that's all he would say. <laughs> Riker's just like, "What battle? When? What was your? Uh, what was your squad? Where was it at?" And he can't give any answer. He just kind of like silently looks around, like, "I, I don't know." <laughs> Worf, I'm Worf. I'm Worf. I got a scar. Uh, so he turns to Data and he asks him. Hey, if we left immediately, when would we arrive at Outpost 23? And Data's like, if we left at Warp 1, we would arrive in three days, et cetera, et cetera. And Mike's like, no, what about Warp 7, Warp 8, Warp 9? And Data's just like doing the same thing Warp was, where he's just kind of like looking around like, uh, uh, line, line. Um, and he's like, where's your uh, millions of calculations a second, Data? Like, what, what is happening here? Why can't you answer these questions? And Data's like, I'm sorry, sir. I am experiencing subspace interference right now, uh, which is limiting my abilities. I can't operate as quickly as... And Riker immediately catches the contraction, which is another callback. Yay! Yeah. So many season one callbacks. <laughs> so the, that's the I'm callback. Going, I, that I, I, I'm, I hate it. No, I'm going. He says I'm going, I'm going to stupid. insert a clip of uh, when insert a clip of uh, data doing a contraction in season one, of which he does many. Of which he does many. He does many until they're like, "Wait, he's not supposed to do those." That was the difference between him and Lore. Then that never really mm. comes up again until now. <laughs> um, so Riker, Troy, or I mean, uh, Picard, Troy, and Tomalak enter the bridge from behind, and Picard's just like trying to pull him away and say. Hey, perhaps it'd be better if we discuss this. And Riker just turns and says, shut up. And Picard looks like, what? What did he say to me? I beg your pardon. <laughs> I said, shut up. It's in close your mouth and stop talking. And Troy very helpfully says, well, I sense how upset you are. <laughs> Which is that again... the, that's the most accurate character in this whole thing. <laughs> they got her down. And Riker demands that they end this charade. Uh, and we see Tomalak walk in front of a green screen as everyone else in the room vanishes. And they reappear in like a Romulan holodeck or some bullshit. I thought that when they did this shot of everyone disappearing, that Worf was a JPEG. I had to look back at it like four times, but I eventually determined it was just Michael Dorn holding so still that he looked like a JPEG. Well, he was probably directed to because I'm sure that this com composite shot was not easy to do. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I know. Sure. It, I'm just I'm impressed. Good job. It was, it was a cool composite shot. I just hate how how clearly you can see Tomalak walking in front of that green screen. Like everybody he's walking. He's walking with Picard and Troy, but they're in the background scene and he's not. And it's so very obvious. It probably was less wow. obvious in standard definition. I think there is one shot where someone is like disappearing away and there's a super easy to see, you know, green tint around them. It's like, oh, man, they're rushing that one out. Yeah, you do. You do the best you can, I guess. It was still a cool yeah. effect. Yeah. But uh, the, the, um, so back in the uh, present, they move a beam over Riker's face and comm badge and the appearance goes back to normal. Because oh, we didn't mention that in the future, the comm badges, instead of having the pips on their collar, they have them on the comm badge. Mm. It's not a it's not a stupid. pip, it's just the line behind yeah, it is stupid. I hate it. I'm glad they fixed it. <laughs> I just actually I didn't even notice and I thought they just stopped using the pips. I was like, oh okay. No, We're he's just, got four not lines. He's got four lines behind his uh 
this little thing, and then like Data only had three, and Jordy only had two. And... Well, they all yeah. had a bunch because they're so old. Mm-hmm. I, see. So I see. I see. So, so it just looks all they all look the same to me. So Tomalak asks. Oh, and uh, by the way, at this point in the episode, I would say probably about thirty-five minutes of the forty-five minute runtime has passed. So keep that in mind as we talk about this last these last few scenes and how rapidly they're paced. <laughs> Because it's important. But uh, they, they, um, Tomalak's like, hey, how did you see through our, our perfect vision of your future? And, and Riker's like, well, it wasn't perfect because, like, the computer was lagging for one thing. And he's like, yeah, but what was it actually? Because it was a really good fucking, we tried really hard to scan your brain and make this good. And uh, Riker's like, well, it was the visual record of my wife. Um, and and uh, he's like, well, what was wrong with that? She, she was a woman that you were very passionately attracted to, that you still think about uh, from your past. And he's like, yeah, but she wasn't real, dude. She's in the holodeck. And he's like, well, that, that that's impossible. That woman is real to you. You you want that woman. You think about her all the freaking time. You're having sex this dreams is, about her every night. This is news to me. Hold on. This, We're this getting really some new says a lot. This is a lot about Riker. We're learning a lot about Riker today. Well, he really, like, Minuet um, was uh, cool, I guess. I that don't was know. like three Too years bad. ago. Yeah, but she was the one. <laughs> she just wasn't real. And Troy <laughs> isn't, I guess. No. Nah. <laughs> Troy, babe, you're great. But I met this holodeck. A jazz <laughs> barfly. <laughs> Sorry. Well, I like how we still haven't determined if, if uh, Troy and Riker are supposed to be dating. Because they was, they sure seemed like it a few episodes ago. And now they just are back to like, yeah, we're just buddies. We're just buddy pals. It's very, They were like very going on a fucking... Yeah, they were going on a fucking picnic on Beta Z that one episode. I don't, I don't know, whatever. Um, well, that that was you know maybe Troy's maybe, maybe Riker just things. likes picnics. He does. He does like pic. Who doesn't like picnics? Everybody likes a picnic. Mm. Um, <laughs> I don't want to sit on the grass. That's why you bring a blanket. This dirt is all hard. Yeah, I don't like it. This grass, it's soft. That's why you you put no. a blanket down on grass, and it's, it's very lumpy. It is lumpy. That's true. It is lumpy. I can't argue that. Uh, so Tomalak's like, oh, this is unbelievable. I can't believe this. But um, Riker's like, well, if you needed the location about Post-23, if that's what this was all about, why didn't you just use your scanners and get it the information from my brain? And Tomalak's like, well, our scanners are calibrated for Romulan brains, and so we just got gaps in your memories. And uh, Riker's like, well, I don't buy that. Like, you just stimulated the entire fucking Enterprise down to every, like, sight and smell perfectly. What gaps in my memory are you talking about? But Tomalak doesn't answer. He just kind of glares at him. And he's like, we're wasting time. We got to go. Do, 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 do. So we walk down the hallway. Uh, and Tomalak's like, uh, yeah, your team was allowed to safely beam back to the Enterprise. But your signal was diverted. And the Enterprise has already stopped looking for you. Hey, hey, hey. So he takes him to this holding cell to reveal a human child who looks just like his son, John Luke, from the uh, simulation. And he's like, hey, you remember your son? And uh, he explains that they use this boy's image to augment the program. And uh, the boy just runs away from Riker. And Riker's just like, what did you do to him? And Tomalak's just like, while I'm gone, give careful thought to your situation. And closes the force field, trapping uh, Riker in there with the boy. But after they leave, Riker tries to calm the boy down and figure out who he is and how he got there. And and so the boy tells him his name is Ethan. He says he was abducted with his parents from a research station at Meridian 6. And Riker's like, Meridian 6 on, on the edge of the neutral zone? That was inha- uninhabited. And Ethan's like, well, the station was set up a year ago. Riker's like, well, I, I'm going to get us out of here, okay? Don't worry, Ethan. And Ethan's like, no, it's impossible. We can't escape. Because even if we escape, they're going to find us and they're going to catch us. That's what happened to me when I escaped. And Riker's like, you escaped? I'm running through this very fast because this happens very fast, by the way. <laughs> and Ethan's like, yeah, I had a secret hiding place and I hid for weeks, but I got hungry and I, I got, got caught when I left to find food. So Tomalak comes back uh, with a guard to demand that Riker give him the location about post-23. Just, just like, hey, tell me what it is. Like stomping his foot. <laughs> that's, that's his entire negotiation strategy here. Yeah. Well, Riker's got a better strategy because he goes... Riker punch. Yeah, and Ethan also overpowers the other guard. <laughs> yeah, he beats this fuck <laughs> this like 12-year-old kid beats this prison guard's ass easily. 
Yeah, and they just run down a hallway, and he's like, okay, where's your hiding place? And they hide in this grate, and Ethan locks it with, like, a fucking paperclip or something. Yeah. <laughs> and these Romulans are chasing them, and, like, like, oh, maybe they went in this grate, and, like, shaking it. Oh, it's not opening. I guess they didn't go in here. <laughs> and he just leaves. Yeah. They did everything they could here. It's so fucking stupid. I like how Hayes has gotten quiet at this point, because he's probably just shaking his head going, this episode I'm shaking sucks. my head, saying this episode <laughs> fucking sucks. <laughs> <laughs> They're like speed running through everything because they created this like a separate like internal internal scenario where they're like where they have to speed run so they can get to the real ending. They they like it's so unnecessary. I don't know what the point. The only interesting part of this to me actually is do you think that the entire Vulcan like you know trying to mind uh, mind fuck Riker do you think this is the real part of his fantasy? Because the entire thing is that, like, you know, the scanners are creating whatever Riker wants to happen. And mm-hmm. the entire setup of him being on the Enterprise, it's to get him to reveal the location of this outpost, which in the context of that kid's of that kid's intentions doesn't really make any sense. But in the context of it creating a scenario that, like, Riker might like, would him trying to do this whole daring escape is that the real Riker fantasy and not the him being a captain of a, sh- of a ship creating peace between, between nations? Yeah, I think that's a that's a really good. Um, I think that's a really good uh, thought about this. Uh, I don't I don't think it's necessarily like a fantasy of his, but I think that, that maybe the technology works like it's um, like, you know, when you're in a dream state and your mind is just trying to make sense of things. Totally. totally you know, yeah. and that's that could easily be what's happening with Riker is like he's trying to like make sense of this. And like, so it's becoming that reality. And it's like, what what does what could this scenario actually be? Oh, I've been captured by Romulans. The sort of like drifting out of reality and then quickly grounding in whenever your brain realizes this is too weird. Yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and maybe for the kid, it actually does work like. Like anything you dream up becomes real and he just dreams of his fantasies and anything positive. And so he just assumed it would work that way for Riker and Riker just gives him this look like, what the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) This isn't what I wanted. (laughs) None of this is what I wanted. Um, But we're jumping ahead a little bit because instead we have a they they built this fucking set out for this two minute scene. It's incredible. (laughs) (laughs) This is fucking like back alley hallways of this base that's all decrepit and Ethan's pushing through these fake walls and putting containers back up and he's like, yeah, the sensors don't work in this part, so we're good here. But uh, see, I made this little map of the base and he shows Riker this perfect little map. It's a perfect blueprint. (laughs) Wow, this kid's great at making maps. Yeah, he had a couple weeks to work on this, I guess. And he's like, yeah, the shuttle bay is over here. And, and uh, Riker's like, oh, how many people guarding it? And he's like, oh, just two or three. And Riker's like, ah, oh, that would never work. We can't steal a shuttle because they're just going to be able to find their own uh, ship too easily. But what if we could break into the communication center? We could get a message to the Enterprise. And Ethan's like, no, that won't work. The system is voice activated. And um, it, it can only work with, by the one voice. And Riker's like, well, whose voice activates it? And Ethan's like, only Ambassador Tamalock. And Riker's like, what? So he tells Ethan, uh, Tamalok's a a Romulan captain. The only time he was an ambassador was in a holodeck fantasy. But how did you know about that? And Ethan's like, "Um, oh, geez, uh, you told me? (laughs) (laughs) That's literally what he tries to say. And Riker just shakes his head. um, Hey, kid, why do you have so much respect for this ambassador that you call him (laughs) by his title? But Riker just shakes his head and he's like, okay, well, Ethan, what, what is your part in all of this, really? And suddenly there's a clatter behind them. Uh, and Ethan's like, oh no, the Romulans found us. But Riker's like, uh, I thought you said the sensors didn't work in this part of the base. And he's like, oh, uh, they must have fixed them. We got to go. And Riker's like, go where? He's like, to the shuttle bay. We can still escape. Uh, but Riker's like, that's it. I'm not fucking playing this game anymore. And Tomalak shows up behind him and he's like, that's it. Give me your weapon. And Riker just like tosses it to him, like, there you go. He's like, all right, no more games, no more fantasies. I'm not playing this anymore. And so the Romulans in the base just vanish. Uh, I miss them. It's, I miss it's, Oh, poor Riker. He's such a jerk. He hates this kid so much. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't want to stay and play fantasy forever. Um, but on the Enterprise, they suddenly detect Riker's signal and they, uh, they hail him and they're like, where have you been, buddy? We beamed up Jorf and Jordy an hour ago. Where the fuck were you? <laughs> And he's like, I, I'm not sure, but I'm about to find out. So he hangs up and he's like, 
all right, kid, explain yourself. <laughs> so he's like, so this room is like a more than a holodeck, right? And he's like, oh, it's much more. It reads my mind and it gives me everything I want, just like I tried to give you. And that's when Riker scoffs and he's like, this is not what I wanted. What? This is what you wanted. Why, why did you abduct me? And so he's like, my world was invaded and my people were killed. So my mother brought me here to this planet so my, our enemies couldn't find us or find me. And then, uh, and then his mom was killed. Riker puzzles out. So the boy uh, just kidnapped Riker because he's been terribly lonely. And he's like, well, maybe uh, maybe you wanted to stay and we, we could be happy together. It's a little cute, I guess, but kind of weird. But he, uh, mm. he tell. Uh, eh, eh, I don't know. Uh, this, 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 I don't know. This, this plan's got a few holes in it. I'm gonna it's say got, it's got a lot of holes in it, maybe. But uh, Riker tells him, you know, I, I have to return to my ship. Um, but you can come with me. You don't have to stay here alone. And he's just like, oh, he gives him a look, and then he just like waves his hand, and <laughs> this is and, what the episode and, gets fantastic. And, this is yeah. where the episode comes together. He Tell drops his human appearance. And he turns into the funniest ass rubber suit alien with big eyes. What the He's, fuck is this? He cartoon? walked straight out of Spirit of Halloween. He's oh got fingers that got no bones in them. They're just wiggling all around. He's wearing <laughs> little clothes. He came voice... from Area 51. He's got the old uh, insect eyes and everything. It's well, so stupid. The squeaky Kevin. voice, too. Like his voice is like, My name is Garrosh. <laughs> He's a That's he's a literal little gray man, like fucking nice sexoid. Sorry, go on. He has a nice sweater. <laughs> he's got he a, the generic ass fifty sci-fi tunic thing going on. <laughs> it, it, and uh, Riker is just sitting there thinking, "Oh dear God." <laughs> <laughs> but he, he says to him, he's, "My name is Grosh." And he's like, "To me, you'll always be John Luke." Why would you say that? It's <laughs> just trying to weird. be nice to this alien kid, I guess. I don't know. What? But I love this last <laughs> shot. Oh my god, this last shot where they're they're getting ready to beam back up to the Enterprise, and you just see him in his little alien costume with his fingers wiggling, and he's got a little smile on his face, like. <laughs> oh, this is the best show on television, right here. This is the best show on television. <laughs> this is something, all right. <laughs> I was way too delighted by the end of this episode, man. I don't, I don't know. My hit, my parents hid me out in this cave. For some reason, our holodeck looks like a cave. I don't know. It's just what, how how we do things, I guess. It's stupid. It's so stupid. It's, it's smart. Is it smart? Yeah. Yeah. Nobody smart. would think to look in a cave. I think. I think it's what also if we weak. covered the planet in fart gas to protect it. <laughs> It didn't work, obviously. They, it turns out our enemy loves the fart cast. They don't even name who, like, he doesn't even say who blows them up. He doesn't even give, like, an alien name. It's just, like, the enemy. My enemies. The enemy. Yeah, how long has this kid been on this planet, also? Like, I get the impression that he's been here for, like, hundreds of years. That, that was also my impression, but who Maybe. knows, I guess. He's just, like, a 500-year-old child. Mark, I have a question. Hi, Hayes. What's up? Why did this episode start with, with Riker's birthday? Because it was his because birthday. he was older than before. But, okay, 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 okay. Uh, like story wise, why did this start with Riker's birthday? Why was that McFree's, important? McFree's just answered it. It's because he was getting older, and then suddenly he was much older. I guess it was I a guess. trick. You're, it was you're... to foreshadow that he was going to have birthday cake in the future. That's true. You're right. Where was the future birthday cake? I'm asking you. It was in the video with Minuet. Oh my god! I wasn't even thinking about that video. <laughs> yeah, it was there. We talked about it. It's like it looked like the same kind of cake. <sighs> I forgot about this yeah. cake. Okay. So have no we have a we video have justified. I have good news for you, Hayes. Though next week we have uh, an actual good episode, and it's a Wesley episode. But yeah, it's the last Wesley episode for a while, oh. so you got to enjoy it. Wesley's Wesley's going to be going off to Starfleet Academy, so you enjoy it. You you soak him in while he's here. And uh, you can't He'll be back. Wesley we didn't even get Wesley this episode because he's not a regular this season, but he'll he'll be back for future episodes, but uh, not for a while. So, yeah, 
I'm going to delay the next episode for as long as I can. I'm going to push no. off every week just so I can keep Wesley around just for a little bit longer. You got to watch you got to watch Wesley's Adventures with Captain Jean-Luc Picard. It's a pretty good episode. Um, I hope you yeah. enjoy it. We'll stay tuned, tuned in for next week for what is the name of that fucking episode anyway? It's um Final, final mission. mission. Damn, that's that sounds very final, doesn't it? That's, you can't you can't have the episode where Wesley leaves the Enterprise called Final Mission. That'll give people the wrong idea. <laughs> oh yeah. That's <laughs> the final episode I'll ever watch. If they're getting rid of Wesley. <laughs> he'll be back. I keep telling you, he'll be back. Yeah, sure anyway. he will. Thank you guys for being here talking about Star Trek The Next Generation. Thank you all out, out there for listening. Um, if you have any questions or comments, please email them to us at beammetosickbay at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. And we will uh, we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Goodbye, Wesley. <laughs>